Today we're here with Michael Gold and we'll start out just by having you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your background and what brings you to talk on our podcast. Thank you very much, Tyler. I've been in broadcast communications for about 20 years. I've been in the communications field for about 25 years. About three years ago, I started to get very interested in teaching interpersonal communication skills, specifically for at-risk youth. And one thing led to another, and we wound up with this fantastic program, and public speaking is very much a part of it. And the reason I believe so much in communication skills and uh, specifically public speaking is because I have seen the transformative effect that happens when young people engage in that type of in that type of uh, exercise and that type of academic uh, programming, I have seen the change. It's like an awareness that just pops over them, right? And I think the reason the change is so significant is because uh, communications in general and public speaking causes us to think differently. It takes us to a little bit deeper level of thought. Normally, we're just on the surface, especially for young people, right? They're very much in tune with what's happening right now. What are my friends doing? You know, am I cool? All this other kind of stuff. So they have to overcome that. We have to get them to think deeper, right? And communication skills is the one thing that I have seen that can do that. Couldn't agree more. Well, so tell us, uh, you had this started, I guess, through, uh, was it before or after that you got your grant through NCA? Uh, it was in the process. I started uh, teaching communication skills to at-risk youth at communicate, or, uh, continuation schools right here in Vista, California, where I live, which is just north of San Diego. And a continuation school is, is a high school where that's where the, the, the students who can't normally do well in comprehensive high schools they go over there, right? And the reason we call young people at risk is because they're at risk of dropping out, right? right. And so these comprehensive, comprehensive high schools, that's where the main group of high schoolers are at. The continuation schools, these are where the high schoolers are at who are this close to dropping out. And I wanted to address them first. So I went over there uh, to my local continuation school. I walked in and I said to the principal, I said, I want to teach your, your young people communication skills. and uh, it's a funny story there because he looked at me and he was kind of astonished and first he was amazed that anybody even wanted to help out at a continuation school, right. right? And the second thing was he said, I absolutely agree with you. We need to have communication skills here. So that's where it started. The grant came later when I was trying to evolve, evolve the program and trying to get it uh, to go down a more comprehensive course, right? And so because I had to have, because I got the grant, it was a $5,000 grant with the National Communications Association, which I'm a part of, and I had to execute this grant, it really pushed me into a situation where, where I didn't really have all the, all the components that I needed to execute the grant. Mm -hmm. So I went looking and I found a partner, um, uh, an organization called Pay It Forward Media that also uses um, video production and broadcast journalism skills. Uh, for at-risk youth, right? And I thought it was a really good mix, but I was teaching in the classroom, not necessarily broadcast, uh, but I was teaching interpersonal communication skills, but my expertise is broadcast journalism. So I figured, all right, it's a fine fit. It's gonna work great. We got together and what I wanted to do, it was called Pro Team, 
And uh, that's the last time I'm going to say that I want you to erase that from your mind because it doesn't exist, right? <laughs> that program that I got the grant for was not going to work well. It wasn't going to fit. It wasn't a perfect fit, right? And so what I did was I adapted everything. We changed it around, and we came up with this fantastic program, which we call Universi, right, which is Latin for all together. And we made a TV news-style feature show, and it really turned out phenomenal. But the thing is, it's not so much the show itself, it's everything the kids had to do to make the show possible. Public speaking was one of those things because they had to present their work two times to a live audience, right? right? And the whole process of doing the broadcast journalism, which was, of course, included you know, on-camera work, right? They, they had to be totally comfortable being on camera, and uh, they did that really well. And then when they did the public speaking part of it, they really got into it. They were very enthusiastic. I had a student, I'll tell you what, here's the transformative thing I saw with, with one particular student. Um, when you talk about an awareness, something that something where it just happens inside of them and they become self-aware of what they're capable of and what they need to do to accomplish something, right? And you, you can see that happening. I had one student who was kind of a wallflower, and I think we all know this kind of student, right? They just kind of hang back, mm -hmm. they don't really say much, they don't do much, they just kind of observe. That's where she started. By the time it was over, she was planning and executing the presentations before the live audience. So it really was a fantastic program, and we're gonna continue this. Well, that's awesome, it really shows you, for what we're doing, the power of public speaking. Absolutely. As a component of communication skills, it is absolutely crucial. And uh, we're, we're going to talk, I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, the, what's going on in public schools and things of that nature. So I'll, I'll let you go. <laughs> well, uh, we actually just talked with a group of educators uh, in Illinois about them working with their state senate there to basically allow for the inclusion of public speaking as a fine arts credit. Uh, for all Illinois high school students. Uh, that's still in the process, so you, you see some people doing, uh, going that route, pursuing uh, public speaking and really oral comm communication uh, education in that way. Uh, we've also spoken with, uh, right here in Louisville in Jefferson County, in Jefferson County Public Schools, uh, Dr. Marty Polio, the superintendent, about a uh, program that they're doing called the Backpack of Success Skills. And what this does is it allows the students to sort of accumulate a portfolio of learning artifacts over the course of their K through 12 career. And at the transition periods, at the end of fifth, eighth, and eventually 12th grade, they give a presentation to defend why they should be advanced forward. Uh, so it really uh, engages the students. You talk about a deeper learning and then on top of that they're able to practice their public speaking and communication skills so hearing what you were working on it's it sounds like you know you do that one-two punch if we can come from different angles and wherever might whatever might be feasible in different districts or uh, even in higher education I think it's just important to get that kind of education in as many places and as frequently as possible Right, absolutely. Um, I know you spoke with uh, Dr. Billings before, and mm -hmm. he's a big advocate for get, making making communication skills and specifically public speaking mandatory. And I couldn't yep. agree with that more. You know, everybody in California, where I 
right, from, we always talk about, oh, the education system is so, crum it's crumbling, it's decaying, and we keep throwing more money and more money and more money into it, right? And everybody seems to think, okay, well, there's not enough money, money is the answer. You know, I don't really know if that's true, but here's one thing that I know is absolutely true, is that maybe it's not so much um, how much we're doing, but what we're doing with education, right? Because I walk over to my um, my uh, continuation school, right? And in their mission statement, it lists communication skills, but yet there's not a single class offered, right? right? And that's why the principal was like astonished that somebody wanted to come in and do this, right? Mm -hmm. It's not mandatory. If we make communication skills mandatory and public speaking absolutely a crucial component of that everything will improve I have seen this happen right I'm a huge advocate communication skills are the one thing that will improve everything so like everybody's talking about stem right stem this stem that we're all now we're all throwing all kinds of money at stem and I'm not opposed to that but what I'm saying is that if the students can't communicate Right? If they don't have the ability or even the practical experience about doing um, critical thinking, which is essentially what effective communication skills are, it's, it's critical thinking, right? If we can't think critically and if we don't have the ability to communicate those thoughts, what good does it matter if they go into STEM, if we're throwing all kinds of money at this thing and STEM and other things like that? Right. right. We've got to make communication skills and public speaking a mandatory part of public education. It can't just be an elective, right? The, I took, I'm a communications major, right? And I never had any communication skills until I got to college and I had to major in it <laughs> in order to get the stuff, right? right. So it's got to change. You know, if, we're get, if we really want to see some change, some significant change in public education, we've got to start with what are we teaching? Right? And right. we're not teaching, we're not making mandatory one of the most important things, and that's the ability to think critically and communicate those thoughts. Well, you mentioned Dr. Billings. Uh, we, we talked with him in the episode that we did with him, and I, I mentioned to him that I'm an engineering uh, graduate, and so I wasn't a, a comp major at all, and I, I, some places wouldn't even have been you know, required to take a public speaking course or really any kind of communication course uh, yeah. and the difference that made for me was huge and he was talking about I like this quote that he said it, it was if uh, let's say you're an engineer and you learn advanced mathematics you learn how to uh, build a bridge for example if you're a civil engineer all that knowledge is going to be dressed up and nowhere to go if you're not able to communicate yeah. I like that analogy Absolutely, because it's all—it's inside your head, but you can't get it out because you don't know how to communicate. Right. I have a—I have a loved one who is a 4.0 GPA. He's going to major in engineering. Unfortunately, he can't have a conversation with me. <laughs> he doesn't have the ability to communicate. So, I mean, that is—that is, that is a, a glaring sign uh, for me that we need to start early in. You know, heck, why does why not go to middle the middle school level, but certainly at the high school level, mm -hmm. it has got to be mandatory. Our young people need to know how to communicate, how to present themselves in front of an audience, how to speak in front of people, how to speak in front of groups, how to have a conversation, um, how to think critically, and that's what our program, especially, it really, it really, it really gets kid, it really gets our students on a deeper thinking level, mm -hmm. really thinking critically. 
Um, the broadcast journalism component seems to do that very well. Now, I'm an advocate for the at-risk youth, right? So we can look at mainstream youth and say, okay, they're not getting this, and what has the effect been? And you get out there, and you can go to any HR company, talk to any employers, and they'll probably tell you that, hey, the biggest problem I have is young people today in the workforce, they can't communicate, right? They're not very good communicators, right? And that's mainstream youth. Think about how it affects at-risk youth, right? Mm -hmm. Who get even less resources, who, who are even more disadvantaged, right? Without those skills being mandatory in high schools, you know, it's, it's, they're not, we're not helping them. We really aren't. Mm -hmm. Well, so your program, did you actually go and work with these students during the school day or was this an after-school program? Uh, the students, I, we began the program uh, during the school day okay. at, in a, at the high school level, right? So we start, I started, it was just, I paired up with an English teacher mm -hmm. and then um, we kind of, we got together, I would go into her classroom once a week and teach these interpersonal communication skills. Right? And it wasn't me standing up in front of the room lecturing, it was getting them involved. It was making them stand up in front of the classroom and read something. Right, It was making them have these communication exercises. And that's kind of the curriculum I developed. It's a very dynamic, very involving and engaging interpersonal communication exercises. And so that's what we did for a full year. Um, starting in the fall of the next year, I went to a different high school, downtown San Diego, called Monarch, and that's where I kind of developed the program to take it even further in which they had to then engage once we went through this series of exercises then the students had to engage in a in an actual project in which they came up with they found a problem they figured out what the causes of those problems were and then they had to come up with solution recommendations and present it in front of the school staff hmm. right and so that was a phenomenal program and and that's about the time I got this idea wow if I could do this, if I could get a grant to do this, you know, we could take this to the next level, right? And so, and that's when I wound up with a third partner, a third organization. And those kids were actually students who were the age of 18 to 21. And these are the students who had dropped out of high school and this agency that we had partnered with was kind of luring them back, trying to get them back on, the, back on track to um, graduate from high school. And so while we had them, it was during the course of the day we executed this program and that's where we came up with the show Universi and uh, I tell you the, the development and the transformation was phenomenal well the the thing I keep hearing is yes we all we know we want public speaking and really just generally communication education right how do we do it how do we fund it how do we incorporate it in an already you know, heavy course load sometimes in, in different curriculum. Uh, what you did was, uh, you know, how do we replicate what you did in other places, basically? How, how would you picture that happening? There's two, there's two basic ways to do it. Uh, the first way is what we call communication across the curriculum, right? For example, in your math class, you have a component where a student would have to rise up and tell the class how they actually got their answer, right? Walk in front of the room and make a speech about how you did it, you know, that type of thing. So, and you take this communication across the curriculum and you apply it to everything, you know, the biology class, the, um, uh, the PE class, any class that a student is in, 
a communication component becomes part of that. Right. Right. So they have to communicate how they did it, you know, what the problem was, what maybe the cause of that problem, and then the solution. They have to communicate these things to the other students and the, the teacher. Right. So there's this communication across curriculum. The second thing is exactly what I did, which is which is parcel out a section of a class and have a have a communications professional like myself come in and do what exactly what I did. Teach these kids interpersonal communications once a week, twice a week, you name it, and uh, we will impart these skills to them. They respond really well. I mean, I did have a class that, that which was mostly boys, and it was ex <laughs> it was extremely challenging um, because there there is a little bit, I think there's a little bit more peer pressure with the boys than there is with the girls, especially in the high school level. But needless to say, they did respond. Right, so there are going to be more challenges, and you just kind of you have to roll with it. You have to know how to deal with it, right? But it can be done. It can be done. We can parcel off one day a week in an English class, in a math class, in some other class. Bring in a communications professional and have that person do the teaching, right? right. Because, and the reason I the reason I uh, the reason I say that is because the the teachers that we have right now, it's a very demanding job. Right, and I don't want to add more work onto their shoulders. Right, you know what I'm saying? We have to make it easy, right? Not not so much easy, but we have to make it a way that we we have to enable the system, mm -hmm. right? We can't be piling more and more work onto onto teachers' shoulders. We have to have a component. We have to have a device that comes in and solves the problem, right? Now, the with the students that I teach. I mean, this is easily a Title I type program, right? So it would, it would qualify for Title I funding because we're going after disadvantaged youth, right? We're looking to help disadvantaged youth. Mm -hmm. And all the schools that I've operated in so far are Title I schools, and they get that little extra money for Title I. Other schools that don't have Title I, they're going to have to figure out a way to carve out a little bit of the budget to start bringing these, bringing these communications programs in. But if it's mandatory, if it's mandatory and this happens as a mandate from school districts, um, that money will be there. They will find a way to, to carve out that money and make it part of the training. Right. Actually, uh, this leads me right into, uh, well, I wasn't going here, but it, it makes me think of actually something that we're working to develop here, which we're, that's what we do. We work on making teaching and learning public speaking uh, easier and better. Right. And one of the things uh, that we're working on is developing a uh, continuing education course or a professional development course uh, because we're accredited through uh, IACET uh, for continuing education credits and we're basically making a course to teach teachers how to teach public speaking. Mm -hmm. um, what, do you think something like that could go toward, because it seems like you already have, especially K-12 through teachers, they, they have to take professional development hours and they have to find right. those. So why not go ahead and tie that together with something that's going to help in this way as well. And as, if those things are coming into uh, the everyday curriculum, it just seems like a win-win. Exactly. And I, I think that your idea would work perfectly with the idea of the CEC, uh, communication or CAC, communications across the curriculum, mm -hmm. in which within each class there is a communication component in which the students, like I said, they students have to communicate their work right. to the class and to the teacher, right? Not just turn in a paper, right? They have to 
get up and they have to present their work in front of the class, right? With, yep. I mean, there's a math, science, you know, home economics, whatever it is, they have to do it. There's a communication component, and I think that would work terrific with right along in that same vein. Awesome, man. Uh, we can cut this part out if you say no, but I'd love to have your help as we develop that course, and I think you'd be a great addition if that interests you. Hey, if there's any way I can help, um, I'm down. That'd be awesome. Well, um, I think that uh, that's all the questions I had for you. I was, I really, I try to ask each guest in each episode uh, if I didn't ask about anything or if there's something that you were uh, thinking of that we didn't get to. Is there anything that you'd like to leave with the audience at all? I, just, I do want to uh, stress again, emphasize that um, you, we, we need to do a better job um, training young people. Uh, and when I say training, it's whether it's a program that I operate uh, outside of the school system or whether I can I take that program into the school system or whether it's communication across curriculum. We have got to do a better job about training our young people in communication skills. It is the one skill that will lift everything up. We've all heard that thing, you know, mm -hmm. the rising tide lifts all the boats. Well, communication skills, right, and public speaking, a huge component of that is the rising tide. It will improve every area of their academic life in addition to every area of their lives. I, um, I've been in uh, broadcast journalism for a long time and one of the things that I did, I was asked to speak in front of a class and none of these kids were gonna be communications uh, teach, communications majors or go into media or anything like that. Right, they were all, there was about 30, 35 uh, junior college kids and they're all doing a lot of different things, and, and they wanted me to talk in front of them. So I said to myself, well, "What's the, what is the, what can I tell them? Since none of them are going to be journalists, right, or broadcast journalists, so what can I tell them that they can actually use in the field that they're going to choose, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever the field is." And I said, "Well, there's there's a couple of things. One of them is you got to be able to get out of your comfort zone, mm -hmm. right? You have to be able to be comfortable getting in front of people and talking." and, and uh, uh, having initiative, showing initiative at work, right, in the workforce requires being able to get out of your comfort zone. And the second thing, of course, is that you have to be able to be a great communicator. No matter what field you are going into, healthcare, law enforcement, STEM, it doesn't matter. To have, to get the most out of your career, right, mm -hmm. and to have the best shot of success, you've got to be a good communicator. So those are the two things that I can actually impart to people. And that's kind of a kind of the bedrock of my of, of my advocacy, right? Communication skills with public speaking as a big part of that, right? Is something that these kids can use no matter what they do. Mm -hmm. It will improve and it will help them no matter what they do. Right? In this day and age, Tyler, uh, a company puts out a job posting Right, mm -hmm. it's all done online now. We know we never actually see a human being anymore until the interview process. Right, right? so company puts out a, an ad. They're going to get two, three hundred interviews, right, mm -hmm. or th two or three hundred resumes, and they're going to they're going to whittle those resumes down. Right, right. There's got to be some things on that resume that pop to them, that pop to them. One of the things we're doing with the university program is when people see. Our students, this guy participated in the university youth media program. That employer is going to go, that guy gets an interview. So that's one of our goals, right? The second thing is when you actually get an interview, right, 
you're going to be you're going to be in a room with a guy who's going to be talking with probably 10 or 15 other people. All your resumes are going to look basically the same. What's going to be the difference? Mm -hmm. Right? What is going to set you apart that is going to get you the job? Cuz we all know resumes get interviews, interviews get jobs. Right? Right? So what is going to be the one thing that sets you apart from everybody else? It's going to be your ability to communicate in that interview. It's going to be your ability to sell yourself. It's going to be your ability to connect with that person sitting across the room. That's what's going to make the difference. That is why that is why communication skills are so absolutely important and public speaking a huge part of that. Absolutely. Well, in the spirit of communication, how can people contact you? <laughs> um, you can contact me at my email address. Okay. Which is m G-O-L-D-C-O-M-M-S at Gmail. So that's mgoldcoms at Gmail. Okay, thank you. And we'll put a link to that uh, below the super, description. Super, And if folks want to check out um, the After Action Grant video that uh, we posted, and I think you saw that, mm -hmm. uh, and you could really see what we're doing out here in San Diego and how, and how it could be applied in your town too, yep. right? Please check that out and let me know your thoughts. Yeah, for sure. And we'll put a link to that uh, on our website below the blog post and the podcast uh, posting as well. Terrific. Well, thanks again, Michael. It's been a pleasure and uh, good luck. Thank you so much for having me, Tyler. Thanks.